Welcome to the Dad Code Podcast, where real dads come for real talk and no BS. We are your hosts, Blake Melton and Bradley Newberry. Good, Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to view and listen to us ramble on about different topics of the week, things that are on our mind. Welcome to podcast number two. Number two. Yep, we got a great podcast for you today. Uh, gonna kind of recap my uh, my last week. I was uh, in uh, Miramar Beach on vacation. Gonna kind of give you a little bit of a rundown there and kind of some of the things that I observed while I was there um, that I think you'll enjoy. And uh, we're gonna be getting into how, again, how great kids have it today. How we're we could be raising a very entitled generation, and uh, maybe some strategies to keep from doing that. And we're also going to maybe share some pretty funny comparisons about how things were when we were younger and how things are today and just how they are just really different in comparison. Yeah. In addition to those topics, we'll also be touching on a former Heisman Trophy quarterback in the news again this week. And we will take a few questions from around the web. But first, Blake's Blast. Yes. Let me tell you what burns my biscuits. It's bad customer service. Can't stand it. I have no tolerance for it. I, I, there is no excuse for it at all in my mind. Being in a customer service industry that I am in, uh, these things come to me very, very quickly as far as I, what I notice in first impressions. Uh, so as I mentioned, I was in Miramar Beach last week, went to a new restaurant. Never been to it before. Is recommended by a, a friend that we actually went to this place with this particular night, and uh, it's beautiful. All white inside. Had the blue tapestries blowing in the wind. Part of it was kind of an outdoor meshed area. Pergolas. It's right on the bay. Has its own little beach and bars on the on the bay. And I mean, dude, it was gorgeous. Menu looked really good. And you know, I don't know how other people are, but when I go to places, particularly when they're out of town. And I've never been there. I want to try a lot of stuff. So I order a lot of stuff because I don't know, A, if I'm ever going to be able to come back to this place. And B, if I ever do want to come back to this place based on the food. So this place had a smaller menu. I think they had seven appetizers. We ordered them all. So one of all the appetizers. I want to try it all. Uh, First off, I got a little bit of attitude there, which was amazing to me. Being a server... And I just ordered $75 worth of appetizers, and you're giving me attitude. Wow, can't believe that. But moving on, you know, we're ordering drinks, trying to order drinks, that is. Um, order our main courses, and we also ordered one of every dessert, because there's only four desserts, and there are four of us. We were like, well, just try them all. So I think that I saw my waitress a total of three times during that entire meal. When, they took, when she took my order... And gave me some attitude. A second time was when I had to physically stop her because we needed refills on our drinks, which we never got. We had to go get our our own refills and our own second rounds and third rounds of beer from the bar ourselves on a separate tab because she wouldn't go get them. Now, we weren't the largest party there, but I can guarantee you our bill was probably just as big if not bigger than most. Um... And the third time I saw her was when she brought the bill, of course. So uh, 
I hope you enjoyed your 10% tip that you got because you you had an opportunity to make a very impressive tip at our table and you blew it, folks. A first impression, they're a bitch. This was a dad rant. All right. Well, that was one heck of a blast. And uh, Blake, tell us a little bit more about your trip. Welcome back. Yeah, it was great. Let me tell you, it was gorgeous down there. Um, it was probably 75 to 80 degrees every single day. <laughs> Not one damn cloud in the sky the entire time. I, I would say it may have been cooler there than here in Tennessee. We, we experienced some 90 degree days here. Yeah, I will say no when, beach, when we no came, water. Yeah, when we came back, I I I was shocked how hot it was. Um, I mean, the wind was blowing too down, down there. So I mean, it, we actually had double red flags the entire time. Which for those of y'all don't know, double red flags means you can't even get in the water. Uh, usually, sometimes they'll let you get in like ankle deep or whatever. Dude, they weren't even letting us. If you got no. in the water, if you were getting wet at all from the water, they were like, get out of the damn water. So you called me about the double red flags and I read an article that 44 people were rescued that weekend while you we were there from the double red flags. I mean, it's... Maybe. They put these up for a reason, yeah, folks, I mean, right? You know, maybe there's a reason for it. You know, it makes sense because... uh Dude, I, I bet you I saw three or four Coast Guard helicopters flying up and down yeah. the, the coast the entire time. And, and, and they, this was the first time that I saw uh, they actually put a tower, like a tower for the life, for the life, they call it the beach patrol now. It's not, they're not lifeguards. For the <laughs> beach patrol to sit and watch because they were, I, I guess they were really concerned. I mean, honestly, it looked rough. I mean, uh, what little bit my son did get in the water, man, it was pulling. It was just pulling him. Like, he would go in maybe halfway up his legs, which on him are going to be, you know, eight inches. Hmm. And he would just lay down in the surf, and the surf would almost pull him all the way out. (laughs) Double reds, water closed to the public. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, it was great. Uh, usually we stay down in the Destin area, which is a little bit more touristy. You know, Miramar is a little bit more, I don't want to say it's, uh, more adult oriented, but there's more stuff for grownups to do. Um, but there's a pretty fair amount for, for both kids and grownups to do there. I mean, uh, so, I mean, I have several places down there that I love to eat and I'll be honest with you. I mean, that's what we do on trips, folks. We go places to sample the cuisine yeah. we, we want to eat yeah we i want to try all kinds yeah. of different stuff i want to you know food experiences all kinds of stuff I'll, you know golf i love trying all the golf courses um only played golf once while i was down there it was at a really nice course called the raven down there um it's part of the uh the sandestin complex which there's like three or four different golf courses on there and the, the raven's kind of supposed to be the the top one um it was a little bit longer. I think it was maybe 6,900 yards from the tips, but it was fun. Um, I have no complaints there. Uh, I mean, Florida Florida golf is just amazing in general. But the Raven, actually, I think it was $80 I to mean, play. 
And of course, that quality. I mean, honestly, there there are places around here that are pushing that number. They and, try to. They try to push yeah. that on the weekends. Um, yeah, I mean, too much for it, where we live. And it's just not. I mean, comparable at all to no. what you get down there. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience as far as the golf goes. Other adult entertainment that's down there, man, they have all kinds of bars. Uh, but they're. I would say that they're kind of kid friendly where you, you, you wouldn't feel bad bringing your kid um, if you had to. Restaurants and bars, mm-hmm. do they feel at about 100% yet capacity? I would say so. Most are. I mean, you can tell some of them are kind of scaling back some, but honestly, some of these restaurants needed to. I mean, Florida's been pretty much open the whole time. Though. They have been. I mean, honestly, like I said, though, it. It gives some of these restaurants an excuse to kind of thin out because some of their some of their uh, dining rooms were just packed, absolutely packed uh, before COVID hit. Obviously, I mean, but yeah, they're they're pretty close. I would say they're probably eighty or ninety percent to what they used to be. But honestly, some of that is I don't know that people are going out quite as much, even in Florida. But. Um, you know, no real face mask restrictions. Nobody bugged me about it down there. It's kind of nice, not going to lie. Um, tried to go to some of my usual places like I was mentioning. I, I have my usual places that I like to go. Some of them weren't as good. I hate to say it. They, some of them just weren't as good as they I used mean, to be. I this, mean, this period has been an opportunity for businesses and restaurants, even individuals alone. To You've got the choice. you you could have either made yourself better during this time mm-hmm. or become lazy during this time. Yeah. So you've you've experienced both from businesses. Yeah. Not only here, but in Florida, you're seeing some are stepping up. Yeah. Oh, I mean, some it's are a time. Absolutely. It's a time for people to, businesses in particular, to redefine themselves and, 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 and become more flexible. You know, can, can you adapt? You know, if you... If you have a food truck right now, you're probably rolling right now as a business. Um, but you know, DoorDash and all that—they're they're probably exploding. I mean, in, in general, I think that, particularly here in Tennessee, compared to Florida, I would say it's a little bit more lax. Mm-hmm. But we're pretty lax here in Tennessee. Oh, without a doubt. You yeah. know, so I, I feel like. Um, the I can tell a couple of the the places that I usually go. Like I said, they weren't as good, but I think it has something to do with with all the COVID stuff that's been going on. You know, I I, didn't, I just think maybe they didn't adapt well. Um, a lot of the open air places that I went to were still great. Uh, it seemed like there were fewer waitresses and waiters. That makes sense. Um, businesses have been scaling back. Um, if they're not going to have full dining rooms open at this time, uh, they've they've cut staff. Yeah. So that's what you're seeing is the yeah. there's less people employed yeah. by these businesses, meaning less customer service coverage, which could have led to yeah. the experience you had. Yeah. She may have doubled the tables than what she's used to. And please, I understand waitresses and waiters and bartenders are under tremendous amounts of pressure at all times but number one that's the job you signed up for so pumpy breaks number two people don't base i at least i don't i don't base my tip on necessarily how 
how great the entire food experience was. Mine, more than anything, is I want to I want to know that you're working for me, and, I, and not working for me. I want to see that you're trying. I want to see effort. Uh, I don't want you to just think that just because I sat down at your table that I got to give you a bomb bomb ass tip because I'm not. Now I'm also the guy that's going to pay through the nose if you do go out there and bust it. I mean, because honestly, I mean this that experience, the food was incredible. It was incredible. The, the restaurant's called the Bay, by the way. If you're in Miramar Beach, go or Destin or San Destin anywhere, go to the Bay. It is an amazing, amazing restaurant. Um. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna hope that this young lady had a bad night. So could have been. Well, uh, for this trip, tell us: Did you fly or drive? We drove. Um, I don't mind the drive. I'm kind of. <laughs> I kind of enjoy driving. I'm kind of weird, I guess, in that regard. Was um, it your own car? Rental it was car? my own car. And now, that is another big. Uh, topic as far as how covid has affected things with travel because it was literally almost twice the amount to rent a car to go down there as compared to last year i I, I would say it was about 70 percent 70 to 80 percent up 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 charge marked up i mean we we expected things to go up to make up for but was lost, but that seems a little steep. Yeah. Well, I mean, particularly when people haven't been traveling, I, I, I just don't think that, that it's a great idea for people to be, um, marking things up gratuitously in an industry that hasn't been utilized because of this, the pandemic. And, and, and so people haven't been tra- uh, traveling and using your service. So now you're going to, you're going to charge me 70 or 80% more and you think that's going to make me want to use your product? I mean, I didn't, I took that same amount of money and I put it into my car and I fixed it up some more because I was like, well, I mean, I don't want to spend X amount of dollars and then go down there in a rental car, then come back and there's still stuff that I could do to my car to make it better. So that's what we did. And I think it was probably the right decision. Um, Well, good job saving a couple of dollars there. We have, we have videos dad fixes where we try to save a couple of dollars absolutely things that you can check out yep and you should all take the opportunity right now to like and subscribe to the dad code youtube channel check us out on all our uh we have an instagram feed now by the way newberry the dad code podcast i'm glad Um, you're doing it yeah (laughs) absolutely and we have our twitter twitter handle is the underscore dad underscore code check us out there go ahead and like this give us a good review on this podcast if you don't mind but but to the podcast I mean, yeah this was a about a week-long trip mm-hmm. he drove his own car what yep. type of like how are you preparing for this trip what's on your checklist for this type of trip? so there first off lists are only and i've got a good story for this one no names will be involved oh. um lists are only good if you follow you can make all the lists and, that you want. If Was you that? don't follow the list and you get down there and you realize that you don't have any makeup or any shoes, you got a problem. Was this the 11th commandment? Number Well, thou shall follow the list. I'm going to say that that's going to be tip number one. Mm. 
for any anybody, maybe you're a new dad out there. Maybe you're not. Um, maybe you've been going on vacations this whole time, but I, I can tell you, you gotta the base. The number one basic thing you gotta do is make a list and follow it. Always follow it, and double triple check that thing, because just because you write it down on a piece of paper doesn't mean you put it in a car. So that's that would be number one. I mean. I, as far as lists, I mean, usually it has to do with packing. So well, I want to hear about, because Bradley and I, our families have differing methodologies for packing. And I'm kind of interested to hear you explain kind of what y'all's methodology is for packing when you go on these kinds of long trips. So from my household, our strategy is what I remember my old basketball coach saying as the kiss method, keep it simple, stupid. Mm. So first thing we like to do is we go in with a strategy of we're packing light. We're yep. preparing for the trip early, mm-hmm. which means getting the stuff together, mm-hmm. but we're packing light. We'll, we'll even for a week long trip, uh, my wife and I, two kids, we're planning on taking two bags only. That's it. One bag that my wife and I have some things in, one bag that my kids have some things in. That's it. So that's strategy one. Keep it simple. Mm. Keep it light and get it done early. Don't wait until the night before. Don't wait till the morning of. Guilty. So that's that's the best strategy so that yours we go is, is just to keep it simple, stupid. Just keep it simple. Um, yeah. For a beach trip, for example. Mm-hmm. Usually, on a beach trip for us, it's uh, we're staying at a condo, mm-hmm. ranging anywhere from three to five nights. Uh, we know that ninety percent of our time, we're probably gonna have a swimsuit on. Mm-hmm. So, you pack two of those. Mm-hmm. Ladies pack three, four, whatever. Sure, but those are very light. Don't take up any yeah. room at all. Yeah, you can wad those up, stuff them in a bag. And honestly, like for you and I. When we're talking about going to eat, mm-hmm. lunch, dinner, what do I need? One or two changes of clothes? Ain't nobody going to see me. I can wear the same outfit every single evening if I want to, which saves more space. Now, the ladies may want to wear a different mm-hmm. sundress dress, but still it's light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so this is where it's not that I disagree with Brad. Is this where the households differ? Yeah, it, it's somewhat. Obviously, my my wife, she has to have options. So, no. and I'm not gonna win that battle, and I'm not going to try to win it. There's your random tip right there, big time dad tip right there. Do not try to pack for your spouse. Pack for yourself. Do not pack for your spouse, but it's okay if she packs for you. <laughs> I, I mean, I have the problem when I pack that I am. I'm a bit of a worry wart. I'm always thinking of worst case scenarios that I get down there. Yeah, the condo's got a washer and a dryer. What if that thing doesn't work? Yeah. I got to have some more underwear. I don't need underwear. I'm wearing a swimsuit. See, I mean, that's just me. And and I'll take, and I think maybe some of my wife might have rubbed off on me. I feel like I take too many (laughs) other clothes because I noticed particularly this time, I think I wore... Two pairs of shorts, some bathing suits. I think I had two collared shirts and two. Or I I wore two collared shirts and two t-shirts. 
That's it. But you packed. I packed much more. The closet. Mm. Yeah. Now, I don't have a ton in my closet, but it was enough to, to be like, man, I, I might have been able to fit this in a duffel bag. And so it, it was a bit eye-opening. So I'm kind of considering going with the Newberry method. But me, I... I I still I feel like it's it's a security blanket for me that I gotta put a bunch of stuff in there. I've got dude, I took three flashlights. <laughs> well, well, is this for crab hunting? It wouldn't matter if I was what going are the flashlights? It would not matter if I was going to the Arctic Circle where uh where there's sunlight twenty hours a day. It wouldn't matter. Flashlights. I gotta have flashlights. Mm. I gotta have flashlights. I, I think I may have a, a condition or something. So yeah, if you know what that condition is out there, uh, leave us a comment. Let us know uh, what condition he has. Maybe OCD. I don't, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so, but that's okay. So you've admitted mm-hmm. that the strategy is different. Mm-hmm. You packed a lot, mm-hmm. but did you just tell us that we didn't double check a lit? Was there actually something missing? Yeah. Something. So, we got Tell all, us all the way down there, getting ready to go out to eat immediately when we got down there. We were all hungry. We wanted to go to this particular place that we always go, Dewey Destin's on the harbor. We love that place. And uh, everybody's getting dressed, and I, I hear that my wife is very upset. Mm. And all that that might I'm entail. so sorry to hear that. And I walk in there, and she said... I left my shoe bag at home. I'm like, okay, no big deal. We'll go buy some shoes. No big deal. If you want to see an episode about her shoes, <laughs> check us out on The Dad Fixes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So anyways, I was like, no big deal. We'll just go buy some shoes. Well, she said, no, but my makeup and my shampoo is in there. Oh, now, that's a to, to dads, most dads anyway, particularly me, I don't have... I don't have a ton of hair. I don't care about the shampoo. Clearly, I don't care about makeup. But this was a big deal. This, this was, was a big moment for us as men to have empathy. Yes. But it's hard a lot of the times to... Absolutely. And I'll tell it. you, I'm going to tell you, this is... I, I, I totally I crushed it. I absolutely oh, crushed it. How about that? I said, great. You know what? Hey, get whatever you need. Problem solved. Boom. Done. Can I get can I get can I get some applause for that? Oh my gosh. I'm just I, saying I crushed it. I, I crushed you, that. Nine out of ten times <clears throat> I would have no empathy. It would be an automatic rolling of my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, um I I just knew I knew it was a point of anxiety for my wife, so I went ahead and and just was like, look, it's whatever you need, just do it. I don't care. We'll we'll pay for it. It was a mistake. We'll we'll move on. So it, that ended up working itself out very nicely. But hey, so tip number one: make a list and follow it. Number two: pack accordingly. And in Newberry's case, don't overpack. For me, I I am an overpacker. So whichever strategy works for you, hey, more power to you. Next tip, don't, uh, don't go down there and buy a bunch of gratuitous crap. <laughs> it's not necessarily that you buy the gratuitous crap. It, you buy it every single time. 
if you go down there and you buy a sand chair, don't just leave it there. Dude, I, you know how many sand chairs I saw that were just left? They just leave them. Sand chairs. Umbrellas. Umbrellas. Boogie, boogie boards. boards. I mean, look. Uh, floaties. They're, they're not tremendously expensive. I get it. But they're three times more expensive there than they are here. But if you go a couple times a year, if you go every year, look, man, that stuff is it, as little as you're paying for it. It isn't even worth what you're paying for it. So they're banking on you coming down there, Unfiltered. spending exactly boom, and this 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 goes goes back to packing accordingly. So know your trip. Please try to hold on to that stuff because I can tell you it's going to save you headaches. Because especially if you find something that you really, if you find a sand chair that you really like down there, and you like, but man, I don't want to take it home. Oh, it's just a piece of crap. I'll buy it. I'll buy another one next year. Whatever. Which, by the way, when did that become okay? When did it become okay just to say, "Oh, I just, I just basically took forty dollars and lit it on fire"? That is crap. But I do. It happens every time we go down there. They're they're lined up outside the. That condos. could be another subject for another episode: budgeting and planning. Mm. Uh, we've I got an episode of, coming there. Yeah, we've got plenty of ideas and strategies around budgeting mm-hmm. money. Planning, and I will tell you another thing to as far as the gratuitous crap, kind of to piggyback on that, and maybe even more piggybacking on on packing. Is if you're gonna go down there, if you're gonna buy sunscreen else sunscreen else elsewhere, I'll get it out in a second, because it often is cheaper here. That is a true, true, uh, true fact. If you're going to buy it, whatever you're buying, buy twice as much. It's never, ever enough, it seems like. I don't know if you've experienced... Now, particularly since they've gone to the aerosol spray, it's like you run out of that two days. It's gone in one bottle. Yeah. Um, so my advice there would be whatever you're buying, buy twice as amount there. So that's that's my... Those are three good tips that I've got for you on 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 beach trips. I don't know what Newberry's got for you. Got anything else as far I'm as really, tips go? Those are really good. Um, like I said, we like to keep it simple with the packing piece. Prepared, yes, but simple is yeah, what we're trying to do. What kind of tips do you think we can give them? Maybe for because you know we have kids and and we don't want to just kind of go down there and be like, uh, what are we gonna do now? Well, it's, it's very similar to what I touched on in episode one about uh, Walt Disney World and how vast, what type of a trip that is. It's um, and honestly, on any trip, big or small, it's 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 better to be prepared, have a game plan, know um, not by the minute game mm-hmm. plan, but but know the highlights of what you want to hit as a family. You yes. know what I'm saying? So you can carve out the times in the day. Where mm-hmm. you address family mm-hmm. time, you address things that are fun for your children. Yep. Don't forget yourselves, though. Don't forget um, yourself and your significant other. Um, you need yeah. to carve in some time for adult time too. But absolutely. But it's it's the planning. It's the pre-trip things. Yeah, I, and and like he said, I don't think it's necessarily about this day we're going to do that and that day we're going to you know we're going to do this at this hour and what it is more than anything I think is what what Newberry's saying is. You need to know what there is to do. 
and you need to know about it. How many times have you been on a trip and you've been like, huh, I see there's, like, I think it's happened to us a couple trips ago when we went to the beach. It was the Gulfarium. It's it's a, it's a literally a, a water's like a zoo basically, on the ocean, and we were like we were driving by. We we're like Gulfarium. Wonder what that is. But when we when you're driving past it at 55 miles an hour, yeah. it's not the time to be trying to figure out. Nope. You know, you want to know what that is, and you can say, well, Let's actually, try I I do know what that is. It's this. Y'all want to do that? I mean, that way you're prepared and you're not caught off guard. Um, because I mean, also, I mean, look, everything's getting more expensive these days too. And we also want to make sure that we're having fun inside the parameters that we set for ourselves and our kids, because I mean, another budgeting topic. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so I think at least having some sort of knowledge about where you're going, even some of the adult stuff, the golf courses, I mean, do, do some research out there. There's a lot of really good uh, golf research and, and, and even trip planning and research uh, uh, websites that are out there. I mean, hey, if y'all got some places y'all really love, leave, you know, comment down below. Let mm-hmm. us know. I'd love to know more about it. I mean, we'll I, definitely we're the type we'll of check them out. we'll, we'll go check them out. I mean, we, we love doing that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's part of the community here with, that we're trying to establish with the dad code too. So that, that's, that would be good. So, uh, and what about, uh, what about the trip back? What kind of trips, uh, you know, coming back and do you, are you a leave early in the morning guy or are you, or just travel in general? Are you, are you, do you, do you like to leave at, at midnight like some people like to do or what? So for on the front part, when we are leaving for the trip, we're a leave early family. We're a leave at 4 a.m. so we can get there for lunch. Same trip. When we're coming home, we, just as in being prepared to go for the trip, we'll have everything packed up mm-hmm. before the day we leave. But I will tell you, we don't necessarily leave from the destination mm-hmm. right away. Because we'll spend some of that morning just still relaxing. But um, a beach trip, for example, I mean, we're out of there right at or before lunch. Yeah. But to get there, we're out of there while it's still dark outside. Yeah. And and please make sure that you, when you go on these vacations, I mean, it's not all about just the act of going. I mean, you need to make sure you do everything you want to do. And if that, in, in my opinion, if that includes... You know, the reason your checkout time is at 10, in my opinion, is so that you can check out, go do some stuff, eat some lunch, and then leave. So always make sure you get all that all that good stuff in because, I mean, that's part of planning too. I mean, if there's something still on that list, you got to check it off. But as far as leaving, you don't need to make your trip about the leaving. You know, some some... I've been on vacations with some people where it seemed like that was like part of the whole like it like it actually felt like it took up part of our time which was we have to leave by x no. o'clock the next day so we have to be in bed by x o'clock the night before so then you end up missing out on something that you wanted to go do but you can't do it now because it's just uh i mean those places give you a checkout time for a reason right yeah, so absolutely. Uh, i'd still consider from when i wake up until the checkout time that's still my vacation time so yeah 
Absolutely. There's no there's Living no up. damn there's no damn rush to yep. leave. Now we we like to get there early. But yeah. Nah, once we're there there ain't no rush to get out. Absolutely. Well, so there you go. There's there's five tips for you there. Five tips for going on vacation. If you're maybe a new dad, new family, maybe you just uh, aren't really sure. Maybe you need some structure there. We, we gave you some tips there to work off of. But anyways, uh, um, I mean, but really, dude, I mean, think about these vacations that we take nowadays. I mean, how good do kids really have it? It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's... You know what? Our parents spoiled us. We spoil our kids. And yeah. guess what? Our parents are still here spoiling our kids. So Absolutely. It's, it's rolling downhill, folks. Absolutely. Well, I think this is a great segue to go straight into some more of Noob's Knowledge. I don't know much, but I know one thing. There's a former Heisman quarterback from the state of Florida that is making the news again. Tim Tebow has signed a one-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars, $920,000. Jump change. None of it is guaranteed. Um, he is trying to make the Jacksonville Jaguars roster as a tight end. Uh, what brought this? What this? What brought this was the Jacksonville Jaguars have hired former Florida Gator coach Urban Meyer. His boy. His daddy. Tim Tebow is his boy. Um, so it's kind of uh, leading on to it. But here, I want you want all of you to take a look at this graphic with me real quick. Um, here's the truth about Tim Tebow. As you see here, these are the top 10 collegiate players. Total touchdowns accounted for. Number one, Case Keenum with 178 out of the universe, University of Houston. Number two, Baker Mayfield, still playing for the Cleveland Browns. Mm. 153 total touchdowns from Oklahoma. Dan Lefevre, 150 touchdowns from Central Michigan. Boom. I remember seeing that guy. Dan the man. <laughs> I remember seeing this guy light up MTSU on a bowl game. Oh, jeez. I mean, that was just some random thought that I had from... A decade or more ago. Yeah, geez. That guy. Here's another Urban Meyer, uh, number four, JT Barrett, 147 touchdowns accounted for for Ohio State. Colt Brennan, 146 from Hawaii. Uh, Rakeem Cato, 146 from Marshall. Never heard of him. <laughs> 146 from Graham Harrell. I do remember that gentleman from Texas Tech. Uh, number eight, Kellen Moore, 146 from Boise State. I believe he was the quarterback that had the uh, infamous last-second touchdown run against Oklahoma in the bowl game. Yeah, that was the Statue of Liberty. Is that what they were? Oh yeah, that where behind yeah. the back to his yeah, running back. That was that. The, was, I watched that live. That the was running back level. proposes to his yeah, his lady. That was next level. Um, and then here, the the man of our topic here still. Number nine overall, Tim Tebow, 145 total touchdowns accounted for from the University of Florida. Number 10, Colin Kaepernick, 142 from Nevada. So the knowledge I wanted you all to know was Tim Tebow is relevant. Tim Tebow, there's, there's something more about this person's name that's greater than just the facts of it. And that's, we can, that can be a topic for our sports people, but. The fact is, is 
He's going to have a chance. There's no, <laughs> there's no guarantee. No. There's no guarantee. This is $920,000 with no guaranteed money. He is there in camp. He's out of 90 players that they'll have at camp. He's probably player number 90, to be honest with you. Probably. I mean, there's a very legitimate chance that he doesn't even make the roster. No, no. So everyone out there that's getting your feathers ruffled over how could an NFL team give this guy who hadn't played football a contract? There's no money guaranteed here, folks. He's just in there. That's that's Urban Meyer's kid, basically. Yeah. I mean, if I have to see one jump pass, I might vomit. It won't but happen. I, I just, I don't know. I, other than being like an H-back, fullback, something something along the, I don't think he's really that, is he big enough to play tight end? I don't really know. I mean, maybe he's he's the, he'll do a little chip and go out in the flat or something, but do a little flea flicker action maybe. As a... Um... Forever fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars since 1995, my prediction is Tim Tebow does not make the team. There you hear it. But uh, remember the facts. He is still in the top 10 for total touchdowns accounted at number 9, 145. Well, all right. I don't know if we're smarter or not, but remember, I don't even know what I just said. So remember, (laughs) so it's it's gone. That knowledge is gone. All right, moving on here. Moving into, I mean, we kind of started to get into it a little bit. How great kids have it today with these. I mean, these. It's not just vacations. I mean, good lord. But I do remember, look back in the eighties and nineties. I mean, first off, vacations every year weren't a thing. At least they weren't in my no, house. I, no, I, they were not. I mean, a vacation for my household growing up was I got to go see my grandparents. Yeah. But now my kids are seeing both sets of grandparents once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, and it's not it even a vacation to them. It anymore. is different. That's a norm. Now they, I mean, it's like, well, we got spring break, we got fall break, and we got summer. So, I mean, that's three three vacations, right, Dad? I mean, come on. I mean, I look, I remember when we used to call a vacation when we'd go camping for the weekend. And we'd spend yeah, 50 bucks and go camping, renting a campsite. Mm-hmm. So, mean, are you saying that a vacation <laughs> is defined by money spent? Well, therein lies the problem. <laughs> That gets into this entitlement thing that, that mm. kids are in today. I mean, which, by the way, before we move up, move too far past it, could there be a dad code camping trip in the future? I'm not opposed to... Could there be a, a broadcast from parts unknown? Look, I'm telling you, I am not opposed to doing it. There's zero chance that you'll have my wife camping oh i've already tried once and Uh, it got shot down unless the quote-unquote camping is while we're in the traditional camping scene scenario she can be in the (laughs) 
You're the rent, $50 million. Rent, dollar, yeah, rent an RV or yeah, something. Yeah, with oh, air running, that's, that's TV, Wi-Fi. You may be called a camper. Running water. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's the only, there's no Dude, way. Uh, but I'd go. Me, you, I'd bring I, the kids. I see. I, I'm right. Hey, I'm writing it I'm down in. right now. Camping. Camping podcast. Podcast. Boom. Live Boom. From right there, Riverside. folks. But yeah. Um, so yeah, you'd mentioned... Uh, is vacation judged by how much money you spend on? Now you're asking dangerous questions because honestly, I I think that it has got to that point. Is that because of what we've done as men and husbands? Are we spending too much every week on our families to make it seem insignificant? I, I mean, you may be onto something there. I think that, I think some of it too is a lack of, uh, dare I say effort, on, and creativity on on dad's parts because because beca- because I mean look it's easy just to throw money at it it's so easy to I mean it's easy just to say you know when it's you know a week before spring break and everybody's like or a month before, I guess you can't do it a week before but a month before spring break and everybody's like well let's go to the beach let's you know I want to stay here you know whatever. And you end up, you know, dropping fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars on a condo. When we'll be looking for that money later in the year. Well, and and I'm not telling, I'm not necessarily saying that you got to go bargain shop, but I mean, you could be, if maybe if you're more creative, maybe you could do something else. That, I mean, you're trying to make memories here, guys. You're not trying to, you're not necessarily trying to just throw money at something. You know, if your kids like sports, if your kids, if your kids a huge major MLS fan. And there's a MLS game going on somewhere that you haven't ever been as a family. Why not throw everybody in the car and go? I mean, there's so much of the country that I'd love to go see. And I talk about it all the time. I'm just as guilty of this that I'm talking about. Like Newberry said, I mean, I just, I'm fine. We'll just go to the beach. I mean, when there's so much other stuff we could be doing. We could be going to, to baseball games in the summer. We could be going to spring training down down in Florida somewhere, maybe outside of the the normal spots that we go to, you know, uh, NFL in the fall, in the fall and winter. Same thing with college football. You can make entire vacations around these things because I mean, there's a lot of really cool places to go. But honestly, you're doing yourself and your kids a disservice if you're not at least trying to put some effort into planning these things because they, they don't have a clue. I don't have a clue what to where they want to go. You know, if you ask a kid, "Hey, do you want to go to Dallas?" They're gonna to see, I don't know, a Cowboys game or something. They're gonna, I mean, outside of them being a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, they're gonna be like, "No, why yeah, would I and, do that?" And what else is there? Yeah, do they have a Chuck E. Cheese. Do they exactly. Have a pizza? They don't know that there's so much to do in the Dallas, the DFW area. Uh, you know that, you know, just Texas in general has the best some of the best Mexican food I've ever had it's probably the best I've ever had I've never been to the southwest at all which I would love to go I'd love to go to the Grand Canyon if you have any suggestions on where we can eat yeah put them in the comments boom top hey top three vacation spots that are not a beach wait not a what not a beach I thought he said something else yeah not a beach Wow. Moving on. All right. So, yeah. Um, I mean, because 
my thing is, is with these vacations is, is, you know, you got vacations and then you got cell phones. I mean, good Lord, kids are getting them at younger and younger ages. They're getting on social media. They're doing all kinds of stuff. We're giving them literally everything. So it's to the point to where it's like, how much more can we give our kids materialistically? I mean, obviously there's way more that we could give them as parents and as, you know, dads and all that. That's going to be the key. That's the with focus on podcasts. And one mm-hmm. we talked about what changed some of these things that we remember when we were growing up. What were the tipping points? Um, we both kind of agreed that when my parents were our age, his parents were his age, they were parenting us based on what the world was giving them, dealing them. Mm-hmm. And they did absolutely all the best that they could during that time. We remember those things now that we're, we are the parents. We remember the base, Mm -hmm. how they raised us, but based on how the world, what the world is dealing us, you have to be able to parent and be a husband and be a human being to be able to survive. And today, not forgetting the base, I think it's continually changing. Just, it, it is. Has to. And I mean, and it's not that it's worse, I don't think. It doesn't think, have to be worse. You know, I think no. it's just, I know that there are kids out there that don't have a clue. I talked to a lady today at work. She's a nurse. And she was telling me about, you know, we were talking about how hot it was this last weekend here in Tennessee. And, and that how her grandmother used to tell her that whenever she got hot in the summers they used to have to go lay on the porch because it was made of cement because it was cooler and I got to thinking and I even asked her and she agreed you know there are kids that don't realize that within the last half century a lot of people didn't have air conditioning in our country that is insane so I mean the fact that they don't they, they probably are unaware of a world that even exists out there without air conditioning. You know, whenever my son is at a baseball game, he's saying, I'm hot. Oh, you're outside. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hot. Get, 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 Thank you, toughen technology. Up. Toughen up a little bit. But uh, I don't know. I think it's, you know, we got to teach our kids that, that we need to make some memories. We don't have to buy things all the time. It's not all about things. It's about memories. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like things. I got a lot of things. They're pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. But uh, we got to teach them uh, that things are not owed to them. We got to teach them how to get things the right way through hard work, through perseverance, through determination, all those things that build character. Um, I think those are the things we got to start trying to, in, to, to push to our kids that sometimes things are hard yeah. and don't, and it's don't, a good thing. Hard is good. Sometimes. It really is. Don't just expect free work hard now to be able to play later. I've said that to Blake a million times mm-hmm. is bust it now to earn the right to play yeah. uh, later on in yeah. life, but don't expect anything. Yeah. What does Dave Ramsey say? Live like no one else today. So later in life you can live like no one else. So, I mean, that, that's really a, a lot of what we're trying to say here is, you know, we gotta, we have to be the ones to instill that into them. And, and, you know, 
interested to hear your thoughts, you guys' thoughts on that. I mean, because I, it, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's a problem necessarily today, but it's something that it's becoming more and more apparent to me the older I get. And something that sticks out to me, uh, Blake mentioned it on episode one, was remember little eyes, little ears, they're always watching and listening. So lead mm-hmm. by example. Um, your words won't mean much nope. if your actions don't match. Nope, that's right. So before we start getting into questions from the internet, I have, I want to, I want to see if we can come up with, I mean, this is kind of on the spot, so we're going to do our best here. Maybe we can, maybe we can't. Can you come up with a funny example of how different things are today versus when we were kids, as far as some of these luxuries that these kids have, like cell phones and things like that? I mean, that, that's a major example right there I told you in the introduction on episode one I didn't have a cell phone at all nothing no pager nothing I didn't have a cell phone until I went to college mm-hmm. 18 years old um, I'm seeing some children now that are getting cell phones as soon as they learn how to talk mm. not necessarily know what to do with a phone but if they can talk to grandma They've got their own number. That's a little early for me. But that's uh, tough. <laughs> and that's that's that, that's a little early. Uh, that is insane. Um, I guess for me, the biggest difference that I see um, is, for example, I was a very forgetful child when I was younger. I would forget stuff at school I'd leave it all the time uh, and so I would like I would leave homework things like that at school I'd have the book but I wouldn't have the assignment that I'm mm-hmm. supposed to have so nowadays most of their stuff is on the on the interweb no more yeah. books. You know, I mean, or they can text their teacher. Or if you, uh, if you forgot to tell somebody something, get the standard response from mom or dad was, "Tell them tomorrow." Mm. Now, literally, it's let me pick up this phone. I'll just send a text. Up, oh, problem solved. There's what I need to tell them. That's what I needed to know. Bada boom, bada bing. It happens. I mean, like all the time, there were there were times that. I mean, this this generation just doesn't. They don't have to talk to each other face to face anymore. No, the the personalization, the human element, mm-hmm. the uh, the ability to have just simple conversations are they're going away. And again, it's not all bad. I mean, it's really We're not. We're not saying technology is no. bad. I mean, it's We're just, just trying to figure out Don't how lose do we... sight of the social side of, of what we're talking about. Where, What's the line between adults? Mm-hmm. How close do we let our kids get to the line? Mm-hmm. We don't want them to fall behind in technology either, but gosh, they're, the cell phone, for example, that's giving them the whole world and more. Mm-hmm. At one or two clicks away, I, that's that's pretty scary to it's me. More, my, my kids do not. It's have more phones knowledge with. than we. <laughs> some of us still have. They have at their fingertips, 
And we're asking them to grow up earlier, in my opinion. I, I want them to be kids as long as they can be. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. But, um, yeah, the older they get, it's just going to get tougher. <laughs> it's just going to get tougher. So but anyway. We'll be here together for the ride. Absolutely. We're here for you. So, Newberry, I think we got some time for some uh, cool. questions from the Internet yeah. here. I uh, found some questions from around the web. They all begin with "Hey Dad," so let me uh, let me throw out some of these to you. Okay. All right, here we go. It says, "Hey Dad, when did you first shave? Do you have any advice?" Oh boy, I do remember. Uh, so I I actually started shaving fairly early. When I say sh- shaving, I had peach fuzz. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I had I had peach fuzz, but I had like maybe four or five sprigs, I would call them, uh, whiskers, if you will. And uh, I was uh, in fifth grade. Okay. I started like I started shaving really early. Uh, so I didn't even own a razor. My mom wouldn't let me use an actual razor. I had to use an an old electric one from my grandfather. So it was kind of weird. I mean, we, we saw our my grandparents often. So I would shave like once every month or so or something like that. Or once yeah. every month and a half when we would go to my grandparents' house, I would I would go into Papa's bathroom and I'd get his dude. It was it was so old, it wasn't even battery powered. It, it had to be plugged into the wall. And dude, I remember the first time I shaved, it tore my, like... I was on fire for the next like forty eight. So that hours. was an electric one. From an electric Papa. One. So do you learning from that? Do you have any advice for those youngsters that maybe their first shave will be with electric? Yeah, I would. Uh, my the short answer is go easy. <laughs> I know you really want to do the, everything. You want to push it on your face, and you want to rub it around and all that because that's what you see on tv and it kind of looks cool makes you feel like a grown-up but uh trust me don't uh don't go so hard on it uh just go easy do what you need to do don't make it any any more than it has to be so that your skin and your face will will thank you later so mine was a little different um i was seventh grade and i found in the bathroom a plastic bag of the disposable oh yes single the, blades the or double blades double blades Ooh, at least you had that going for you um so my advice would be you shaving cream man i grabbed one of those things and i started raking away at my yeah. face and here comes the blood yeah so use the shaving cream and particularly if it's your first time i would not in any instance, recommend using aftershave. No. That, if you want to feel fire on your face after you've shaved for the first time, yeah, go for that. That'll, you'll, you'll regret that. Here's another one from around the web. Hey, Dad. I'm about to buy my first car. Do you have any advice? Uh, yeah, save up for it. Help your parents out. I mean, honestly, I mean, this, this, is, what, this, kind of, this is kind of what we've That's been talking truth. about, the right? Entitlement. Yeah, this, this is that. teaching them responsibility. I mean, I think we as parents should help them, but we should encourage them to be doing something to meet us because uh, 
if you're trying to raise self-sufficient kids, in my opinion, we need to be teaching them to do self-sufficient things like saving up to pay for things, you know, you know, not everything. Otherwise they're thinking that everything's just going to be handed to them on a silver platter. And I mean, I, I was extremely blessed for my first car. I had uh, a grandfather on my father's side who he was passing away from cancer and he, he actually gave me money to buy my first car um, because he knew how much of a struggle it was going to be um, in the future for my mom to be able to afford a car. And honestly, I mean, I was just spoiled white kid. I mean, good grief. I didn't, I didn't really work hardly ever coming up. I did, I did things, but I did not have jobs. You know what I mean? I, I had chores, which that's going to be a whole nother topic mm. we can talk about. But I did not have an actual job to be able to save up money for a car. But uh, so, anyways, uh, good advice. Yeah. yeah. If you want that car, you save your money, son. Mm-hmm. Get a job. One dollar at a time. Hey, Dad. I just got into a fight at school. What should I do? Well, uh, this is a really good one. Uh, so, getting in fights. Uh, like the fight has already done and over. Yeah. So, uh, so if this is brought to me that cold, like so that. So first off, yeah. So first, getting in fights are serious things, and there's there's never any reason to ever be in a physical altercation with anybody. Sometimes you, as a as a innocent victim of of being attacked, have to engage, which I am perfectly okay with. But first, understand that it's not okay to. Um, initiate physical violence on anybody, first and foremost. Uh, second off, you need to examine, you need to detach yourself from it, and you need to be able to look at it and say, where wh- did I do something here to cause this, number one. Number two, did I, did I learn a lesson from either uh, uh, – from starting this fight or maybe there was something I could have done to prevent this fight. Number three, you should always tell the truth about the, everything leading up to this, the, the, the interaction. Uh, I mean, getting in, getting into to fights on a regular basis, honestly, I think is a very slippery slope for particularly for young males. Because honestly, it's an adrenaline rush. It is. And most fathers would say, well, did you beat him up, boy? I mean, yeah. that's as a dad. I'm, my first question is going to be, why? Yeah, what the hell happened? Tell me, tell me, tell <laughs> me why. It because my one of my main tenets that I try to teach my son always about everything is do the right thing. And sometimes the right thing is to stand up for somebody, and some people aren't going to like it when you stand up to them. That's not. That doesn't mean you go challenge somebody or you engage or. Uh, taunt somebody um but sometimes doing the right thing comes with a price too so if your why is you were doing the right thing i'm good with that okay but if your why is well he was making fun of me and your 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 solution was starting to throw fists so well that mm. I'm not okay with that. So be I'll honest. Read, yeah. I'll read one more. Um, I've got, Hey dad, do you recommend that I apply for a job that pays more? 
or the job that I really want that pays less? So there are uh, differing schools of thought here. Uh, And obviously that question is a little bit nuanced in my opinion. I think that it depends if they are, if we're talking about a gross difference in pay, Sometimes I think it's good to go through something that you may or may not want to be doing necessarily uh, just for a short-term gain. There is a place for that. But in general, living the life that I've lived, falling on my face a few times, trying things that I've wanted to try, I don't regret any of them. I can tell you right now, if you want to do something, you need to go do it, and you need to not look back ever. When When I found this question, I... Interpreted from the sense of a young child, maybe a child um, looking for their, maybe even their first job ever. And my gut instinct was to say, do something you want to do. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's tra- great. You're not trying to make a career that's a at good point. 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're, if you're something you, you want. Yeah. Do. If you're a young kid, this is your first job. Absolutely. Get a job that you might actually, maybe it's um, umpiring baseball games. Something you something enjoy fun. doing, man. Do you don't want work, your first job, to be a job that you hate. No. You want it to be something that you enjoy doing because you want to, you want to be able to associate um, work with, with something that you may or may maybe enjoy. You, know? you don't want it to be a pain point. We want to keep those kids kids for Absolutely. as long as we can. As long Find as we fun. can. Well, I think that's going to get us pretty much to the end here, Newberry. Um Final thoughts today, I, I, you know, first impressions, they're tough. And uh, always keep in mind uh, ways that we can be uh, thinking to improve our kids in, in making them more self-sufficient and, uh, yeah. and helping them, you know, live less entitled lives, you know. I learned there is no wrong strategy on being prepared for a trip, but the key is just be prepared. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, hey, uh, always check us out at uh, our YouTube channel on uh, YouTube, the the Dad Code YouTube channel. And uh, check us out on Twitter, the underscore dad underscore code, as well as our Instagram at uh, the Dad Code podcast there on Instagram. Uh, We are actually now on uh, Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts and Buzzsprouts now. So check us out there and leave us a good review. And... uh, Yeah, we really appreciate you guys watching on YouTube and listening on all of our podcast platforms. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys again. And that's all I got. That puts a wrap on podcast number two. Until next time, everyone stay well. Thank you again for joining us.